0: Lock
1: talk
2: radio.
3: You cannot get rid of tyranny by fighting tyrants. For a very good reason. Tyranny doesn't exist independently
4: of something else, which is more important. There is a something else which has to be defined before you know what tyranny is. What's that? It's opposite. Get a friend. Get informed and get involved. We are not
5: cattle radio. And good evening and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I am your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live from Sonoya, Georgia, home literally and figuratively of the Walking Dead in America. It is the 24th day of June 2015, and we're going to be live here for the next hour. Uh, Joining me here in a moment will be Josh Wiley, uh, homesteader, so he'll give us his his update on his homesteading operation going on somewhere in America. Don't want to give away any geolocation for those of you that might be listening to find out that kind of information, but that is something that you can do to fight and preserve this little thing that we used to have in America called freedom. And what was amazing about America to me, even growing up uh, in rural Georgia, is that there was this um this understanding, I guess, between between people that that said, "You know, I don't really care about what you do as long as it doesn't affect me and my body. You can do whatever you want in your own house, and nobody really cares. But in the advent of social media and the advent of this instant communication, instant gratification culture that we live in, we have now formulated this weird inkling of society that is all about judging everyone else. Never pointing the finger at you. Once again, any time you point the finger at someone, you have three fingers pointing back at you. But never really going there and understanding what really made this nation great. And for those of you that listen to the show quite a bit, you understand that, you know, I... I I think imaginary lines drawn by politicians is silly. I think that uh, the government in general, uh, especially at the federal level, not so much at the local level, because you can actually have you know some semblance of ownership at that level, because those are people that you're interacting with on a day to day basis. So yes, I guess government. You can make an argument for you know smaller localized government would would be a better way to go, and that's why they set up the the united states the way that they did but now we've turned into this monolithic uh federal government that is just taking it a step further and we're now going to once again push into world government which is something that for those of you that follow the show and i do have a a nice audience that you know you guys do show up every week and i appreciate that and i'm sorry i've been inconsistent but Unfortunately, it's coming with the territory of being a traveling salesperson, and sometimes I just I can't run a show. I mean, I could run one from the road, but it would be brutal, and I would rather come back with some really quality episode that, that you guys could share with people and, and have conversations over. Because this is not a show to dictate to you reality. This is not a show to dictate any way of thinking. It's a, it's a show to ask questions. You know, and I guess question some answers that we're getting because the answers that we get from politicians, in case you guys haven't figured this out, it's not really getting us anywhere. And so we have this cadre of bullshit artists that have now taken this country and driven it into the ground, and it's getting much, much worse. As the lies and as the BS piles up, we can see it. We can see it from the Federal Reserve. We can see it from the crooked politicians. We can see it from the passing of the TPA today in the Senate, giving fast-track authority to the president. So now we are in the final stages of this world government that even the Pope says is great. And for those of you keeping score at home that understand Catholic doctrine, the Pope's a Jesuit, and uh, yeah, that's not supposed to happen anyway. But who gives a shit? Because nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. Everybody just kind of goes along to get along. And we see where that gets us. This whole idea and this whole mantra if you just keep your head down, you know, and just stay out of the way, then, you know, let the smart people handle things. That was the whole narrative that's always sold to you by the politicians. Just let Washington handle things. And then they complain and gripe about being in gridlock. And you hear other people complain and gripe about them being in gridlock. But guess what, guys? That's a system of government that you're supposed to have. Because the more that government, the more laws that government passes, the less freedoms you have. So we set it up a certain way so that you could have your freedom. And, and continue to have it and made it painstakingly difficult for people to come through and just take your freedoms away from you. But now we're in this, in this idea that, that things need to get done and that we need to be the, the arbiters of change. Now that we're about to have full on corporate fascism all over the world, where, where secret boards are going to dictate to us, not to us, but to Congress and to even nation states what they should be doing. It doesn't get more authoritarian than that. But, but that's where we're at. That is exactly where we are. We are in a state where now the, the global technocrats have maneuvered I mean, first of all, I mean, it wasn't bad enough that when I got on the air three years ago that Obama was the president of the Security Council, which is highly illegal, whatever. that's that old thing they call the Constitution nobody gives a crap about. It's that old piece of paper. You know, we're, we're in for some new blood. And for those of you that believe in all of that pie-in-the-sky nonsense— You're about to get exactly what you asked for. You're going to get a new government, a world government full of carbon taxes and regulations and bureaucracy. And guess what? You don't get a vote. Nah. you know what? It's for the earth. It's for Mother Gaia. That's what it's all about. It's not. It's all about power and control, the same shit that it's been about for the last 200 years at the very minimum. I would say 2,000 years since we've been keeping record of this quasi thing we call government. So here we are now, 2015, just riding down the slide into authoritarianism. And it will be so much fun to have driverless cars, cars to have all of these gadgets to simulate inside into the matrix. You know, it just came out this week, and I've got the article here in front of me. We'll probably cover it. That um, that Google uploads software to spy on you. Oh, well, imagine that. We talked about this three years ago, people, when I told you that they were capturing your data via the via your microphone and targeting you with ads. Once again, we'll go back just two steps for the, for the people that are just tuning in because we do have new people tune in every week and we appreciate that. And if you like the message here, if you like the, the uh, conversations that we have, if these are the conversations that you're having, maybe we're going to say something that might give you an edge or might make you think about something differently. That's all we're here to do, to get you to think, people, because that's what we've been doing is just kind of coasting. And now we're seeing where that gets us, and so it's time to either put the brakes on or we can do what Adam Curry from uh, No Agenda says and just just go whole hog with it and just buy into all the spying and bring on Hillary Clinton for 2015 because maybe if we get an authoritarian female in there that people might wake up and say, hey, hold on a second. Hold on a second. All of that stuff that she was saying was rhetoric. Once again, grammar, logic, and rhetoric, we have to retrain ourselves after our classical conditioning to think for ourselves, to analyze what people are saying. Because I've got a clip of Hillary Clinton we're going to play here in a bit, and I'm going to break it down, and Josh is going to break it down with me. But there's logical fallacies. There's um, hyperbole. There's alliteration where you're giving human characteristics to inanimate objects. I mean, think about what's being said, people. Just because the pace sounds good and and her hand gestures are non-threatening and she always extends and puts her thumb out. That's an old sales tactic. You're never supposed to point. So they always point with their thumb. I mean, it's just all theater, a joke. It is just an absolute joke. So now that I've had my 10 minutes of ranting and and dropping more curse words than I've dropped in the last few shows. But hey, I'm pissed. And you should be too. We're about to go into world government. So, you know what? Everybody that thought we were conspiracy theorists, get ready. Buckle your britches. In two years, I don't want to hear you come and to me going, man, I think you might have been right. Yeah, no shit. Because we read the writings of these people. We've got John P. Holdren's co-author... Mr. Population Bomb coming out and demonizing population again and humans are destroying the earth. Same shit. It's the same shit, people. Just just say no, and they're going to come back again, and they're going to wait, and he's waited for, what, 30 years on his little population bomb bullshit again, which anybody that studies this stuff understands that the demographic cliff that we're about to hit, we're not producing as many people in the Western world, we're producing actually half as much as we should, so we're going to collapse, we are going to absolutely demographically collapse. But you know what? It sounds good that people are bad and humans are destroying the Earth and we got to protect Mother Gaia. Never mind that an asteroid could come next week and just wipe us all out. Never mind that a solar flare could absolutely change your entire perspective of what the world looks like. Never mind any of that stuff. Uh, Here we go. So I'm going to pull up Josh Wiley. And, um, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm just... I'm just on fire right now. This is so ridiculous. I've been waiting to get on the air to just vent. And I, I think my audience is ready to hear it. This is, uh, this is me unleashed, people. So if you want to understand what's really going through my head, what Josh and I really talk about, no holds barred, no filter, this is it. We're, we're coming into World Government. We're coming down the stretch. It's very exciting. I'm so excited to be right. I am absolutely terrified that I am right. So Josh, thanks for joining us, man. What's going on in uh in your world? Everything peaches?
1: Yo, can you hear me loud and clear, Jake? I,
5: I got you, man. I got you. I had you on mute for a while cuz oh. I was just
1: Oh, oh, don't sweat it. There's uh there's an interesting feature in uh in the new Skype for Linux that uh conveniently disables the dial pad. So I wasn't sure if you had me in the host queue there, but I'm glad you did. And uh, all hail Mother Gaia, of course.
5: Of course. Absolutely. Let's, you know, Let's drop all of our carbon footprint for the Earth, and then we'll we'll go into another ice age, and and everything will be great. Well, yeah, and I mean, we'll, yeah, it's fine. Jake, you
1: just have to understand that a, a three wheel car is just infinitely more efficient. And then if you if you really want to add that fourth wheel, you know, it, it's best if you pony up at least five hundred SDRs for the privilege.
5: I would think so. I would think so. So joining <laughs> me, everybody, is Josh Wiley, regular guest to the show. Uh, my, I guess. My counterpart when it comes to brainstorming what we can do to stop this thing and or and or methodologies to get people to pay attention things that we can say to people he's a, he's a tremendous researcher I unfortunately now with my with my job and my child I do not have as much time to do the research that I would like to but I still stick my nose in a book from time to time and um, a couple of the ones that I'm reading are very fascinating but um Let's get into the. Uh, what would you like to touch on first, Josh? I sent you a list of things that I wanted to touch on. I mean, we can stay on the mother Gaia topic if you want. We can bounce around. What What do you think is top of mind for you?
1: I mean, we can we can go wherever you want with this. Really, can but, we talk about uh, Caitlyn uh, it Jenner? Like uh, as always, Jake. That uh, that John Ehrlich gets uh, gets that fire in in your gut brewing. So this, or excuse me, uh, Paul Ehrlich. Yeah. you. I always get them mixed up. Paul, Paul Ehrlich and John Holdren. They're just like, eh, like goblins from a different mother. (laughs) Uh, like his Wikipedia page where it's like, uh,
5: his controversial book. Yeah. You mean the book that was all completely false and fabricated and didn't plan for any kind of, of Westernization or, and, Oh, never mind. Let's not even get into it. But hey, I mean, if we're going to start with him, let's pull up the little video that he did, you know, trying to promote this thing. And the Washington Post picked it up. So obviously, it's got to be true if the Washington Post is running with it. And nobody ever, nobody ever questions these assholes. And that's what makes me so mad. It's like, oh, he went to Stanford. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. What's the history of Stanford? Do we, have we ever had any propagandists come out of Stanford? Has that ever happened before?
1: ever no it's not it's not like a sri is is a major darpa subcontractor and you know that the hoover institute is is uh is a cacophony of historically rewriting cockroaches, and they silence professors who go in there and do real research on occulted history using the United States government's own trade documents from World War II and the funding of the Bolshevik Revolution. These these are conspiracy theories, Jake. They are conspiracy theories,
5: although the Hoover Institute will throw I'm, you a I'm curve. I'm just
1: bo- glad you know that, that it's crazy to believe these things, yeah, that I think history is, is for loons. I, I think it's really... F- <laughs> Forensic history is for crazy people. And how dare you challenge... I'm just saying, I'm I'm, I'm missing Megyn Kelly right now, De- Jake. Where is she at? Uh, She's on the legs table right now. Oh, the, uh, the legs
5: chair. The legs chair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that listen
5: to No Agenda, you will totally get that because Sean Hannity spilled the beans and said, oh, that's four, the legs... Or if
1: you've watched Fox News for more than five seconds.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. All right, so... Let's start with a trendy video from Mr. Paul Ehrlich, discusses mass extinction research. And, all right, so I'm going to cover the article here in a minute. Oh, wait, we've got the advertising.
3: Sorry.
5: Sorry about that, everybody. But we do have to talk about in this article that they kind of counterproductive for your argument for climate change. But here we go. Here's the here's the uh, audio for the clip. And we are almost off and running. Sorry, we got some technical difficulties here. Here we go, people. Enjoy. Remember, we're all bad. Humans are bad. Go ahead and go murder yourself. Save the planet. Here we go.
0: Stanford University. Oh,
5: very trendy.
2: Five times in the past, something has happened on the planet that's killed off a very large portion of the life forms. Which is a direct counter argument to
5: climate change but you know what fuck it let's use it
2: and it's taken million years to re-establish fortunately the last one was 65 million years ago when the dinosaurs bit dust with a lot of other things that we are now moving into another one of these events that could easily easily ruin the lives of everybody on the planet because we're utterly dependent on the other organisms for our food for our climate for all sorts of things that we must have the so-called natural services that other organisms provide there's all kinds of evidence of this not just in the loss of species
5: okay for anybody that ever studies any i had to pause that but anybody that ever studies uh mannerisms or facial expressions he's obviously lying to you right there because he closes his eyes and it's not like to think about anything he closes his eyes because he doesn't want you to see that he's lying
2: but uh loss of population
1: hold on oh what'd you say josh I just I just don't think that you understand the urgency of the message, really. I mean, <laughs> at, when's the last time you saw a velociraptor walking around downtown Atlanta? You haven't, because they're all, they're all dead, Jake. You know, what are, what are you going to do? You know what we have today? We have chickens. We keep them as livestock. So the best you can really hope for is that, you know, within the next million years or so, or 350 billion, I guess, Mm-hmm. You will someday evolve into a short, squatty creature that has utility to our robot overlords. Oh wow! And Elon Musk and
5: <laughs> that sounds like dude. That sounds like a. That sounds like a lot of fun. Maybe you know. Maybe we could get there faster if we just um, if we just uh, delete all the carbon from the atmosphere. That might help us get there.
2: That give us those services. For instance, we are not likely to lose the honeybee as a species. But we're already losing it in lots of places where it's very important, say, for pollinating your almond orchards. There is a denier set of people who say, no, the biologists are uh, crazy.
5: They're exaggerating. I've never in my entire life heard somebody say that the honeybees are not dying. This is once again conflating Biologist. the
1: message.
5: This is conflating the message. This is, this, is, this is so ridiculous. All right, here we go. This propagandized. Oh, well, uh, uh, yeah, sure. go ahead, man.
1: C- correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that there are uh, a fairly vocal core of biologists that are claiming that colony collapse disorder is almost directly correlated with the use of uh, pesticides. No, but
5: see, that's conspiracy theory because Monsanto only creates things that give you that give you extra body parts. So it's it's oh, wait, it's, Jake, it's extra goodness. You, for you're you. gonna
1: have to help me on this one because I I thought Monsanto was super green and good because they were funding helping to fund all these sustainability projects in in Africa to to you know give golden rice shower golden rice upon upon the the poor black children of uh, of of Africa or or is that not are they happening is that not how it works No, I don't think so. I think that they're really
5: helping the guys in India out with their suicide seeds though. I think they're really oh well helping you know
1: just for the children, Jake.
5: It is. It, it, it is to, you know, make profit over
1: Earth. It's for Paul Ehrlich's children. So <laughs> for John, Yeah, Paul Ehrlich's children, you know, so there's, so there's less riffraff around, you know. <laughs> all what, right. what if your kids had to breathe the same air as the African children, Jake? Really, think about that. Oh, that would be a travesty.
5: All right, so let's continue with this nonsense. Here we go.
2: We're not, you know, species aren't disappearing all over the place. We're not entering. A sixth mass extinction. So
5: they start showing pictures of extinct animals, but species become extinct all the time. And I don't. uh, Here we go. Uh, Whatever.
2: Studied the best fossil record for doing this. That is the mammal fossil. Whatever
5: happened to Darwin's theory that like all of these life forms that are dying off just weren't fit to be alive. Do we just throw that out? No, because we use that when it's up to humans. That's what it is. When it's human beings that are doing it, we can use it and call it eugenics. But when it happens to animals, it's humans doing it. I get it. So everything is our fault. Um, Now I'm understanding.
2: And took a look at, on average, how fast were mammals going extinct when there wasn't a mass extinction episode? Extinction goes on all the time. But what makes one a mass extinction episode? Uh, And it turns out, that they found that the the going-on-all-the-time rate was about two times as fast uh, as had previously been thought. But when you look at a conservative estimate of how fast mammals are going extinct today, it runs somewhere between, say, 15 and 100 times as fast as the new fast rate from the past. What our paper is, is basically the icing on the cake. It shows without any significant doubt that we are now entering the sixth great mass extinction event.
5: Oh, isn't that, isn't that exciting? Doesn't tell us what it is, but we're just entering it. And it's guess what? It's probably going to be robots. Whatever. Robots are going to extinct us, Josh. But let me, can I, um, do you got any thoughts before I read some of this article here?
1: Uh, just, uh, I mean, it's stuff that we talk about all the time on this show, Jake, but there's a historical continuity here, and it's quite obvious. I mean, you could go back as far as, you know, Plato and the Enquiclios Paideia, uh, you know, his nature of kind of a closed-loop system, you know, his belief in eugenics. Uh, you could extend that back even further to the Indian caste system, uh, where a lot of Western philosophers, at least it seems, inherited their idea of this very rigid social caste that, that couldn't be moved lest the heavens fall, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the modern era, we, I guess we really have to start with uh, um, uh, Thomas Malthus. Oh, excuse me, Sir Thomas yeah. Malthus. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. He's, uh, he, he, he's a lord, he's above us. Um, but in the early 1700s, he, uh, he essentially was the original overpopulationist. Uh, believing in a, in a mass extinction event, largely related to the expansion of all of these uh, poor settlers in America who were who were uh, on pace to outbreed the nobles of the old world, uh, in which he recommended moving uh, poor people into swamps in hopes that they would uh, uh, manifest diseases and uh, and and be plagued with malaria for the remainder of their days, uh, because we. Of course, the crux of his thesis being that human population expands uh, uh, arithma- or excuse me, exponentially, but food supply only mm. arithmetically. Uh, so he essentially said that, that we would all starve. Oh, uh, it's really? A very kind hold of on. similar meme. Hold
5: to, on a second. The one that was promoted in the seventies. Wait a minute. So hold on a second. You said that there was a there was an event where we were going to have mass starvation. Is that what you were saying?
1: uh at least according to uh to sir Thomas Malthus. Okay,
5: yes. well let me know if this sounds familiar to anyone. Paul Ralph Ehrlich, an American ecologist and demographer, was best known for his dire warnings about population growth and limited resources. This sounds like Thomas Malthus, and I've actually read that and it's it's a it's a paper. So I mean, you got to you got to
1: see this on overpopulation if people are interested. All right,
5: one more time, you got kind of gobbled there with um Right, here I got to close this window up oh, sorry, it's, Thomas, it's
1: still got like ads and stuff running so go ahead Thomas Malthus is uh, treatise on uh on overpopulation mm-hmm. I believe or treatise on population i have got yeah i have got i o four yeah i've
5: got I've got it linked on my website so um i'll I'll do a show notes version for that there so you go. guys you guys can go download it but uh, the paper is pretty it's pretty lengthy but it I mean, this is cut and dry pretty much exactly what Malthus says. And so I'm going to continue reading briefly. It says, Ehrlich became well-known for his controversial 1968 book, The Population Bomb, which asserted that the world's human population would soon increase to the point where there would be mass starvation would ensue. Among the measures he suggested in his book was population control to be used in in his opinion if voluntary methods were to fail so he's a eugenicist that's fine i mean listen listen to the eugenicist the people are bad we're destroying the earth i mean just just go go sh- go shoot yourself and and save the earth like i said and so the, here, here the
1: we- use and abuse of vegetational concepts right This is such – this is so ridiculous.
5: Now, I understand that we do – I understand that we really do have ecological problems, and I understand that we we have real issues that we need to deal with. But these people are looking for funding. That is the majority of what all this crap usually is about, especially when it comes to climate change. And then when you've got somebody that has been completely disproven on his quote unquote population bomb, and that's where this whole Monsanto revolution came through with that's how we're going to feed everybody is we're going to create, you know, we're going to create this um, Franken food that everybody's going to be able to eat when in, when, in fact, in the 1950s, like right before this population bomb was supposed to ensue, or right after it, the United States created enough food to feed the world five times over so it is not people it is not a a matter of having the resources it's a matter of aristocratic assholes not wanting to feed everybody because then everybody gets uppity everybody starts bartering and trading everybody gets rich and then they can't control you i mean it's it's really that simple it, uh, I, did i miss something josh did i miss something in the playbook or or didn't um, or didn't well, or didn't I, didn't uh this other guy you know back in greece write about how you could control people with food what was his name by yeah oh yeah
1: Oh, I, I think i think there was a guy by the name of plato that you know spoke through the mouth of socrates and said something about uh vegetarianism being a wonderful way to to malnourish people and, and stunt their intellectual faculties and that kind of stuff. I think uh, I think a guy by the name of uh what was his name? Uh Weinman and eh, no, J- J- uh Schickelgruber. No, uh Hitler, there we go. He did it. He did the same thing. He was a very uh very advocate or a high advocate of a healthy society. And not that that's bad, of course, but uh I think that guy was also into eugenics. But Jake, uh, as an addendum, do you happen to know uh where uh, uh Paul Ehrlich received his, uh, his resource-based economy kind of theory from uh, his, uh, his uh, I guess, musings about the demise of, uh, of natural resources. It
5: sounds like something that came straight out of the Club of Rome, but I could be wrong.
1: Well, the Club of Rome was also influenced by this gentleman as well. <clears throat> and uh, it's, I mean, because the Club of Rome is a whole another can of worms. But the, oh, uh, there's a guy by the name of M. King Hubbard, M. King Hubbard uh, was the uh, founder of the Peak Oil Theory, uh, and it was originally just known as Hubbard's Peak Theory. Uh, He came up with it in the 1950s, I believe, while working for Shell. He also worked for British Petroleum and a number of other military industrial complex contractors. Um, But his his original claim to fame in the 20s and 30s was actually as the co-founder of an organization called Technocracy. (laughs) Incorporated? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! <laughs> no, I, I kid you not. So this is the foundation of the peak oil theory. From, uh, uh, is, he was also knighted, Sir uh, M King Hubbard, I believe, by the end of his life. Yeah, he was. Um, uh, and he's
5: just known as King yeah. Hubbard. I'm looking at
1: the, uh, the Book of Knowledge right now. Oh, uh, there you go. So yeah, that's uh, that's where the peak oil theory comes from. It comes from a bunch of technocrats uh, and uh, the likes of the big new Brzezinski and his friends at the Club of Rome, of course, uh, uh, have kind of rebooted this in the modern age, making it much more efficient, uh, uh, as Rosa Cory would say, hidden behind the green mask. But yeah, that's a bit of the historicity for the listeners. It just sounds like a lot of fun, doesn't it? it, it I
5: mean. It, it... I like how they always dumb it down for the population and make it seem like, well, if we just do this, then everything will change and everything will be better. It's, it's Anytime it's a, a simple answer to a complex question, people, just don't even listen. Just If you know that it's more complex than what they're leaning on, then there either has to be two thing, one of two things behind it. It's either money or power. And in all odds, it's probably both so just question these guys when they get up there with their you know uh just once again you know, quoting or going back to edward bernays the the um what what did he call them the the what was the class that he called these people Josh? the um not the elitist class mm-hmm. but the um
1: Managerial class,
5: uh, yeah, the managerial class, which was basically comprised of um, not specialists but uh, experts. So anytime that you yeah, hear this yeah, the
1: class of experts. He called it a secret, a, a secret government as well in, in the preface to propaganda. Yeah,
5: but you know, just read the first fifty pages of that, people, and then you're go- you're going to look at the world completely different. He kind of rehashes the same thing over and over for about seventy pages, but the first fifty pages of that. Of that document. you—I mean, It's that just him is,
1: giving you multiple examples of how he games humanity. Yep,
5: that is it. And we still fall for the same thing because they've studied us for close to 150 years and know how we operate, know how we process information. That's why the school system is set up the way it is. That's why you're not taught critical thinking anymore. That's why there's always this struggle and this battle between people that are critical thinkers and people that, that just want to feel good, you know, and do what sounds nice because once again, if if you if you just take it at face value and just do what sounds good, then then you give yourself um uh moral self licensing to go and say, Yep, I did my part. You know, I voted I voted for Green. I voted for Jill Stein. I voted for the Green Party. I, I did my part. Now let's see what happens. So Josh, where do you want to move to next? We got we got Google. We got uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, shocker think- saying that she's coming. You know that we need um, we need uh, common sense. This is always the meme from the left, and I don't want to call them the left. We'll just call them authoritarians because that's what you got. Unfortunately, people, that's what you are because you don't debate. You want people to do it your way or no way, and that would be called the definition of authoritarianism.
1: So yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle to regain the term uh, liberal at this point, unfortunately, Jake. Yeah, but, you guys uh, need but, to study cool. the
5: definition of liber
1: or liberal and and then get yeah. back to us. Do a little bit of etymological work on that one if you, if you don't already know. But the interesting thing about topics you've selected this evening, Jake, that they all kind of, uh, in a roundabout way, if one were covering them on or seeing them in a blog role, might not think that they're all intimately connected. Um, but there is a a bit of a chain of continuity here. Mm-hmm. It seems like all of these agendas are uh, uh, kind of swirling around the nexus of uh, of fascism and uh, and sustainable development. All right, so uh, we've got. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Got Hillary Clinton with uh, with gun with gun grabbing, of course. Uh, part of the part of the UN Charter uh, that you know the UN Small Arms Treaty that all these sustainable developments, uh, sustainable development countries are also signatory to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh, we've got Google and the and the technocratic uh, elite class of information gathering that and that's what your ears are all about people. And of course, uh, you know, we've got uh, Mr. Ehrlich saying that unless we uh, kill half of humanity and uh, monitor the rest, uh, we will we will all be for naught. So,
5: yeah, straight, straight out of the the writings that came out of, um, of Rio. At the conference, the Agenda 21 conference. So um, I've yeah, got something. Well, even... I
1: guess let's uh, let's start with the glimmer of hope. Then let's go to Hillary Clinton describing why uh, they haven't been able to install complete and utter technocratic neo feudalism in America of all places.
5: <laughs> all right, and then after that, we're gonna do um, we're gonna move into the the real meat and potatoes the uh, the TPA. And I've got a seven minute speech by Jeff Sessions that is, and this guy is. He's unbelievable. I mean, I don't like politicians, but this guy just gets in the smooth grill. Operator. He is smooth, man. I don't care. He can he can tell you like it is, and everybody just. I looked at and see how uh, saw how many people watched this speech. Only a thousand people. It's so ridiculous. All right, here we go. This is an Infowars report. As everybody knows, I, I take them with a grain of salt. But hey, they did a good job with this report. And, uh, so.
1: and a little bit of, of course, Jake. Oh, a
5: little bit of what now? I was pulling up the the tabs. So you got glo- you get a little globber. Oh,
1: a, a little bit of colloidal silver with that salt it goes down nice
5: and smooth. Yeah, either that or some uh, vitamin B twelve in liquid format. So here we go. <laughs> we-
4: Ladies and gentlemen, a round of applause for Hillary Clinton.
5: Screw you, Kevin Johnson. Speaking of the. You used to be my favorite basketball player. Now
4: you're this operative. What a joke! The 83rd annual U.S. Conference of Mayors Saturday. The former Secretary of State said she supported President Obama's calls so to further infringe on the Second Amendment if it means it will help the victims of gun violence.
0: For me and many.
4: Josh, what is grammatically
5: un or improper about gun violence?
1: Improper? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess uh, that would be the same as saying rock violence. I don't know if uh, you can append, uh, you know, an adjective like violence to an inanimate object noun like gun.
5: Yeah, it's an inanimate object. It cannot yeah. do anything by itself. So here we go. So yeah, it
1: doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Here, here, Although Jake, I must say, uh, you know, I, I'm I fight for the little guy, so. Earl Boykin is my favorite basketball player. Uh, okay, growing up. there we go. But that's just because he was five foot one, and I thought that I can the NBA, and then I realized that I can't jump four feet.
5: <laughs> okay, so
1: here's uh, here's
5: Hillary Clinton with her neuro linguistic programming, and uh, for those of you that want to watch, I wonder it,
1: if Hillary Clinton can jump four feet.
5: No, I don't think she can. I mean. It, I don't know. It it it, it depends. Never mind. I was about to. I was about to be bad. I don't want to mess with the Clintons too much, too, because I I do like living. So I I don't want to end up in a you know eh, whatever. In, a, in a garbage bag somewhere, oh. cut up into four, cut up no, into four, fine. cut up into forty pieces, and have it deemed suicide. But, you know, that's a that's whole... Cool.
1: N- and you double, You double-tap my body, lay my head across the railroad tracks, you know, say I did it, smoking weed, falling asleep outside Mena, Arkansas. It's cool. It's whatever. <laughs> Come and get me, motherfuckers.
5: <laughs> okay, so here we go. Hillary Clinton's going to tell us all how to be better citizens and stewards of the United States of America, which once again was not founded on the concept of individual liberty and individual freedom and self-ownership was found on the concept of keeping everybody safe. I'm glad that we're all up to speed now.
0: The yeah, others, one immediate response was to ask how it could be possible.
5: Oh, before I go any further, please, 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 people, go to my website, wearenotcattle.net. Go under the videos page and watch the documentary talking about the secrets of body language. And then watch this video and you will know everything that you need to know about how you're being programmed when this woman is talking to you.
0: ...that we as a nation still allow guns to fall into the hands of people whose hearts are filled with hate. You can't watch massacre after massacre and not come to the conclusion that, as President Obama said, we must tackle this challenge with urgency and conviction. You must, now, I lived Josh, in we Arkansas must. and. I represented upstate New York. I know that gun ownership is part of the fabric of a lot of law-abiding communities. But I also know that we can have common-sense gun reforms that keep weapons out of the hands of criminals and the violently unstable while respecting responsible gun owners. What I hope with all of my heart is that we work together to make this debate less
5: Josh, she put her hand over her heart right there. That was really sweet. Polarized, well,
0: how ge- less polarized, how less inflamed by affirmed. ideology, more informed by evidence. So we can evidence. sit down across the table, across the aisle from one another and find ways to keep our communities safe while protecting constitutional rights. It makes no sense that bipartisan legislation to require universal background checks would fail in Congress despite overwhelming public support. It makes no sense that we couldn't come together to keep guns out of the hands of domestic abusers or people suffering from mental illnesses, even people on the terrorist watch list.
5: So, Josh, there goes your theory of the TSA getting guns.
0: That doesn't make sense, and it is a rebuke to this nation we love and care about. The President is right. The politics on this issue have been poisoned. But we can't give up. The stakes are too high. The costs are too dear. And I am not and will not be afraid to keep fighting for common sense reforms and, along with you, achieve those on behalf of all who have been lost because of this senseless gun violence in our country.
4: In the immediate aftermath of the shooting, President Obama and Charleston Mayor Joseph P. Riley Jr. both rushed to issue statements demonizing the Second Amendment over the shooter's actions. But let's be clear. Oh Josh, you
5: know you know you're gonna get something good when he says, let's be clear. Or or let me be clear. Those are my two favorites. Hi everybody. At- Hi, all everybody. At some point, we Hi, as everybody. a country
2: will have to reckon with the fact that this type of mass violence does not happen in other advanced countries.
5: Um that's because nobody's got guns and they all get stabbed to death,
4: dumbass.
2: It doesn't happen in other places with this kind of
4: frequency. Meanwhile, black Americans took to Twitter and rallied around firearms, the Second Amendment, and the God-given right to self-defense, declaring a call to arms and rejection of the white supremacist ideology. Candidate Clinton first made her anti-gun stance clear in April, asserting, We cannot let a minority of people, and that's what it is, it is a minority of people hold a viewpoint that terrorizes the majority of the people. And now from the first comment for this article, from John Smith. Hey, Killery, you want common sense gun reform? How about not sending guns to ISIS? How about not sending guns to Mexican drug dealers? How about stopping senseless wars? Now that's gun reform I can live
5: with. There you go. Wow, we actually had an intellectual in the crowd of the Infowarriors. Shocker. All right, man. What did you think? Are you ready to give up your guns? Uh, well- I mean, it's just well, Jake, common sense, Josh. as
1: you know. I I do not own any firearms any longer. I lost uh, them all in a tragic boating accident. Oh, very that sad s- day. Sucks. You know, the winds came in quick. That canoe just swept right over. But if I did own firearms, hypothetically, mm-hmm. I would say that uh, you know you should keep them at the ready <laughs> for going to Hillary Clinton, solely because. Uh, you know these uh, armed populations are are very difficult to to descend to make descend into into complete and utter serfdom. I found it very interesting, Jake, that little addendum uh, about um, Black Americans taking to Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, are you familiar with a group called the Deacons for Defense? No, I am not. Well, the Deacons for Defense were uh, a group of black preachers throughout the South. They were kind of a philosophical um, forerunner to the Black Panthers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Deacons for Defense essentially came to the conclusion that this is obviously before uh, federal integration of schools, uh, that if, you know, segregation were to end in the South uh, with, you know, the Ku Klux Klan running around, you know, with shotguns and hoods on, Mm -hmm. then... If there were just as many armed black folks, uh, they might be uh, less reticent to uh, to hurt children and burn crosses on their front yard. And, of course, it worked swimmingly um, because an armed population cannot be enslaved and pushed around that way. Uh, oh. Unless, of course, you're the Black Panthers and the FBI sends in Richard Aoki to arm you and run sting ops on you, and that's a whole other story. But the point <laughs> is, is uh, I guess, uh, there, there's a long history of gun control against uh you know black americans specifically at least since the you know early 1800s well that's what slaves kind of found freedom
5: well that's what the nra was set up to do was to teach black people to shoot.
1: but you know what forget it yeah not not i mean and this is this is barring you know a discussion about you know this shooting you know as a whole oh man oh that's there's a lot of questions question the, the first thing jake the first thing i said when when they started showing his picture around right, does he have a bowl was, cut I, well of course the bowl cut the bowl cut is the of the bowl cut the you know it's the it's the style of all shooters evidently um but that when that photograph of the patch of rhodesia was oh yeah around, dude
5: that was it i i saw it i go i, I, I go is that, I is that russia that, or rhodesia and i
1: looked at it i go i was like I, yeah That was hilarious that it was Rhodesia of all places. But I was like, where would somebody get a Rhodesian flag, a country that hasn't been around since, what, mid-1970s, and order it and put it on the vest? I just thought it was so, you know, ridiculous. And, of course, you come to find out that that photograph actually originated from the Southern Poverty Law Center. And there's a lot of speculation now about whether or not because when, once the, the image is uh, is, is analyzed, uh, it's actually those two sections of the image, the rest of the image and the flags are compressed at a different rate, Jake. So um, there might be some photographic chicanery going on there, but you never know.
5: Are you telling me that the Southern Poverty Law Center would ever do anything to stir up race war in this country?
1: Uh, dude, I just want to get on their list, man. Come on, father. Poverty loss. No, dude, I, I'm sure
5: that we're. I'm sure that we're there. Don't you worry. We're on that red, green, and pink list too. That what's his nuts talks about. All right, so let's get into briefly. Let's get into the full globalization of your world and listen to Mister Sessions discuss. And for those of you that are sharing this podcast with people you know, people you love, people you like, I would. Highly recommend you turn it to this point right here with about 15 minutes left in the show so people can understand when they ask you, well, what's so bad about the TPA? Man, we should probably get in trade agreements. I will quote the uh, the ever president Ron Paul where he says that free trade, you shouldn't have to have agreements. It should just be free. Well, there you go. So Mr. Sessions, Senator Sessions, uh, also the, the senator from... Uh, the questioning of Leon Panetta talking about how the u s army gets their marching orders from the u n if they form a coalition, and mr sessions didn 't take too kindly to that, neither so here we go everybody get ready it's uh it's full on world government coming i can 't wait. I hate being right, Josh. do you ever hate being right
1: why do we have to- not really but it makes the world a lot more boring when you can when it, once I was this is what I mentioned to you earlier you know once you get like the the geopolitical playbook of life it just things aren't nearly as exciting anymore it's like okay so so
5: we had some kind of there's oh the Caitlyn Jenner's in the news something's about to happen
1: <laughs> Oh oh tra, tra, transgen transgenderism right after uh right you know preceding a story about trans racism uh and then uh, uh followed by a shooting involving two races uh crisis initiation i don't know is that a weird occultic ceremony of some sort is that uh is that some kind of uh you know uh mind control technique of uh crisis initiation right after traumatic a traumatic news cycle. I don't know. Is that trauma-based mind control, Jake? Uh, does the CIA I don't, know. Do
5: that? <laughs> I don't know. Is the Tavistock Institute involved? I don't
1: know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is the Tavistock Institute a real thing, Jake? Uh, does the CIA fund the Tavistock Institute? Is the Tav- <laughs> or is, Are the Tavistock Institute and the CIA now legally allowed to uh, propagandize the, the public? American people after the repeal of the Smith-Mont Act? Uh, did the church committee go in the 70s and find out that they were propagandizing the American people? At least that far back. Uh, these are, these are just, they're unconnected bits of history, man. You don't need to pay attention. That's all
5: coincidental, dude. I mean, just, you know, what happens is Hitler just rose to power. That's what, he just, he just got in there. He, he was in there. Well, yeah,
1: those Germans, they just went crazy for 20 years. Yeah, of course. I mean, they, they just snapped sometimes, those Germans.
5: Yeah, they, they weren't performing, you know, deep occultic rituals or anything like that to gain power at the highest levels or anything like that. Nah. And that doesn't go on with your politicians anymore. Like, they don't abduct kids and torture them and stuff and, and cover it up like the Franklin
1: cover-up. None of that stuff
5: ever goes on. Exactly, yeah. Just,
1: just never never look up Boys Town. It's, it's not a real thing. Never look up Bohemian Grove. You don't need to look into it. Just, no. Uh, just, nah, just don't, don't look, even, up don't look the Franklin no, cover-up you know, up. see these things. Nah, you're just wasting your time.
5: Listen, I'm Dancing with the Stars is coming out. I, I, I bet Caitlyn Jenner is going to be on next season. So let's listen to oh, the hear He's S-
1: going to be on with it's going to be it's going to be Caitlyn. Caitlyn. He's going to be Katy Perry. Caitlyn Jenner. Ooh. It's going to be great. I, I'm in. I'll TiVo it. I hear Lady Gaga is going to be a judge next season. Oh,
5: good. Maybe she can perform another satanic ritual in front
1: of the American public and have them yeah. have
5: no idea what she's doing.
1: I don't know who's a better advertisement for uh, for transhumanism at this point, uh, Jake—Lady Gaga or Pierce Morgan? Um, you got me on that one,
5: Pierce Morgan. Hey, Dancing
1: with the Stars.
5: Yeah, Pierce Morgan's such a toolbox. I mean, you're you're the editor of a, a slum paper, and you're getting sued, and you come over to America and start telling us all how to live. That's a good idea. All right, here we go, Senator Sessions. I, th- I keep delaying this because it just lays it out so beautifully and how we're ah uh, well we're all fucked people. Good
3: luck. Create a transnational union, an institution that has the power, as I will explain, to impact the laws of the United States of America. It's not necessary, according to the trade. Uh, representative who's negotiating and advancing this legislation on behalf of President Obama and who's advocating for it, it will be a living agreement. And that means that the entity itself, the commission... Isn't the U.N. a living agreement? The U.N. charter? Whoops. Will then be entitled to... I think to in the Constitution as well, Jake. uh,
5: Well, at least they claim that it's a living document.
3: Make it say different (laughs) things.
5: Eliminate... Doesn't it have to be alive for it to be living? I mean, technically, it can't be alive now. can't be living doctor. Well, I mean, if
1: Mortis you- hasn't set in yet, then you can kind of do, like, a weekend at Bernie's type thing.
5: Yeah, we might be able to take it out of it and, you know, take it out on its hemp paper and, like, wave it around. Of course, you get arrested in, like, f- 38 states for having hemp paper, but whatever.
1: It doesn't Just, like- just don't wave it upside down, Jake, or, or some... Uh, some meathead veteran will come snatch it out of your hands. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe that
5: guy
3: told me that stuff. What a douchebag. All right, here we go. Add provisions it does like. In fact, the commission is required to meet regularly and to hear advice for changes from outside groups, from inside committees of the commission, uh, so that they can update the situation to uh, change circumstances.
5: I will translate for you people at home, bureaucrats
3: creating laws. It is a breathtaking event. Uh, it Jake, says, it's, it's designed... Uh, to- yeah?
1: It's, it's identical to, uh, to, what is it, art, Article 19 of the United Nations Charter? Where
5: it basically says, everything that we just said is all wiped.
1: <laughs> yeah, that essentially says, well, the United Nations reserves the right to do whatever the fuck the United Nations wants if uh, your personal rights do not uh, it coincide with our vision. So uh, now, now this uh, model of governance is being brought to trade promotion. It Woo-hoo. has already been here for Dude, many, many, many years.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Let's bring on Hillary. Let's do this thing.
3: To promote the international movement of people, services, and products. Basically the same language used to start the European Union. Uh, in fact, um, I have referred to it as a nascent European Union. I don't think that's far off base. It's not just a trade agreement with one friend and ally, South Korea. It's 12 nations in the Pacific. As soon as that is inked, we've been told uh, and brought forward for passage in the Congress. And historically, if we give trade promotion authority, the agreements have always passed that are presented. Once that one done, we will have a transatlantic agreement.
5: God, that sounds good. This
3: transatlantic agreement, I suppose, also will have some sort of commission, a transatlantic union uh, with powers to discipline and set rules outside the powers of the United States Congress. And then there's going to be a services agreement that's already been talked about. It's been leaked. Somebody leaked it. The other two are secret and can't be seen by the American people. Some of my colleagues have been saying that that the trade promotion authority that the president is so desperately seeking, he's been hammering and bludgeoning his members in the Senate and the House to get them to not vote their conscience, but vote with what he wants. They say we should pass it because it restricts the power of the president. (laughs) Well, give me a break.
5: (laughs) Uh, Good call.
3: If this were true, why would the president want it? If he could do all this he wants to do without Congress, why isn't he doing it anyway? Uh, The entire purpose of Fast Track is for Congress to surrender its power to the executive branch for six years. Legislative concessions include control over the content of the legislation. The president negotiates it, he brings it back, we can't amend it. He controls the content of it. The power to fully consider the legislation on the floor. It's filed on one day, voted the next day. Well, oh, that gives the power you plenty keep of time debate to Debate open until Senate cloture is invoked. On any other legislation, you have to get cloture vote. So, together on TPP, TTIP, and TISA, these three trade agreements that we know are going to be advanced on the fast track represent the goal of advancing the unrestricted global movement of goods and people and services. European Commission, this is how they started, how they were formed, explains. Uh, and, and so the European Commission has, is explaining now, TISA, the second, uh, uh, presumably the second major trade agreement that would be submitted after the Pacific Agreement. Then we'd move to the Pacific, uh, uh, European realm. And this is how they explain what it means, quote, TISA is open to all WTO members, World Trade Organization members, who want to open up trade in services. China and Uruguay have asked to join the talks. The EU supports their applications. TISA, of course, is the services agreement. And apparently it'll be worldwide. Anybody, even China, could be admitted to it. And the European Union Commission specifies that this services Agreement TISA, will be modeled on the General Agreement on Trade and Services, GATS. And this provides insights into how TISA will affect U.S. immigration procedure. When the United States became a member of the WTO in 1994, it signed on to the GATS and committed to issue certain numbers of work visas each year. Immigration visas. Congress's ability to control the United States' temporary entry programs has therefore been curtailed as it would open up the United States to foreign lawsuits in an international tribunal. In other words, they made an agreement on immigration visas under work ideas as part of GATS and the WTO and it violates and complicates our ability to enforce American immigration law. What about this union? What kind of powers is it that we're talking about? I'm of the belief, since the president hasn't been a strong advocate of trade and his supporters, many of them oppose, this kind of trade agreement, I'm becoming to believe that the primary part of His understanding of the importance of this legislation and why he's breaking arms and heads over it is the union, this international commission that has powers that he believes will allow him to advance uh, agendas. So for too long, the United States has entered into trade deals on the promise of economic bounty, only to see workers impoverished. industries disappear manufacturing jobs (laughs) decline and we've been on a steady decline in manufacturing jobs
5: yeah
1: there you go globalization everyone doesn't that sound like fun josh Uh, yeah it sounds like such a great time you know just uh as ross pearl once said that giant sucking sound that you'll be hearing for years to come shouldn't have to pass uh, back in the 90s Mm -hmm. but this is just this is that it's the it's the train of uh, Anglo-American neo-imperialism just keeps on rolling, and that's the the worst part about it is I can all but guarantee you the original vision for what is now the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the Trans-Pacific uh, or TISA in the EU. These things were probably drafted at some point in the 70s when Henry Kissinger flew over to China. And formed the Rockefeller, or formed the uh, the Trilateral Commission. Excuse me, with Zbigniew Brzezinski uh, and David Ro- between Zbigniew Brzezinski and David Rockefeller, uh, which was a partnership between uh, Asian and American uh, or Western forces. Originally, just started with Japan, but has since extended into South Korea, uh, parts of China, or at least parts of bureaucratic China, mm. um, Taiwan, the Philippines, a lot of different places, Singapore. Um so I mean and just as the European Union was uh set up you know years uh in advance decades to the to its actu- actual passage yep. um the, these things are planned well in advance so oh, it's, come on. it's going to happen people Hey w- whether and, or not they have Sorry we, yeah we're going to we're going to run
5: into a little bit of extra time here so if you guys want to pick up the show live you can uh call in and sit on hold 602 75319166027531916 and we'll just put you on hold so you can listen or you can check out the uploaded version that'll be on the website we are not net Here in about uh, probably an hour or so. So Josh, I think we um I think we do have one thing to say though. I think we're actually a couple hmm. of things to say here. Hold on a second. Let me see if I can get this thing going. Oh, 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 oh. no. Sorry. Scanning for viruses. I went to the... Uh, not to the quick room. enough on the draw. I'm really not, but I got this one, though. Hey, everybody, there's a shit cloud coming. Run for your life.
1: <laughs> so I do, uh, I do have... Isn't it, though? I, I do uh, have that one. It's just these, these these people are insane. But, I mean, of course, not, uh, not Sessions. That was a, a fairly accurate assessment of... Of what globalism is is, is, is poised to do to this country, what it hasn't done already uh you know it will it will do uh, in the near future but jake I, I wouldn't I wouldn't discount the possibility that that we are being Hegelian dialectic with this uh t p p much in the same way that the Aldrich uh plan was originally used as uh as a measure of Hegelianism mm-hmm. to get the federal Reserve act passed
5: oh yeah, because then they they went with that which was totally draconian, and then they just compromised and said, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. That doesn't seem too yeah. too bad. Well, it's And then it ends up being almost yeah. the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll pass the benign legislation so we don't have to pass the egregious legislation, and then we'll retrofit the benign legislation to, to suit the original purposes. Yeah, that, that that wouldn't surprise me if this is what's going on here. But I guess, Jake, and we say it all the time, but people are up in arms about this. I, when I was driving through Traverse City, I saw these people holding up, you know, end the TPP, vote for Bernie Sanders, bail out the student <laughs> loan debt signs everywhere. And it's just like, ah, you people are so unfortunately misguided and historically, you know, short-sighted. Because once you start to realize how, how truly uh, Machiavellian the mm-hmm. powers at work on, the, on a global scale are in, in toward, moving towards globalization. You start to realize that you as an individual, well, you, have, you don't have a whole lot of power in their game, right? But you have a tremendous amount of power in your own life. And you know if, if you're a, a, an opponent of, of globalized trade deals, then I guess what would be the the opposite of globalized trade deals uh, is local trade deals with your neighbors. So you don't have to use the the global ones, right?
5: Yeah. Like,
1: so um, that 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 also means taking responsibility not only for your own life, but but for the future of of uh, of the human race as, as a whole, right? Because if we if we don't want to be globalized and imperialized, then then we have to get out of this ourselves. There ain't no white knights coming to save us here. At least oh. not that, not that I've you know uh, noticed lately. I mean, I've been waiting on Jesus for a couple thousand years now, so I don't think he's going to show. But well, I don't know. I, he could surprise me. Yeah, Maybe he he's could, hanging he, out in Nebraska or something. Yeah,
5: he might just show up. So here, this is what we're going for, everybody. This is where we're headed. So system of government characterized by extreme dictatorship. Oh, I see.
3: It's uh, fascism.
5: Fascism, wonderful. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun josh we got um we got a couple of other things that we can touch or um or we can just uh hold it till next time what um it's up to you man we uh I, I you know i think we should do i think we should end the show and um and then next time we need to maybe we need to have a whole show on mass shooters and mind control and go over the background the documented research that has been put in place by people that are you know, either CIA whistleblowers or people that leak documents or declassified things that are, you know, that come to light. And, you know, even, I mean, Jesse Ventura had it in his book, you know, 63 documents the government doesn't want you to read. And it was all MK Ultra, you know, pre-program, you know, trigger words and all kinds of craziness that were being executed back in the 60s. So if they're doing, and of course, Josh, of course. They stopped doing all that stuff,
1: right? Yeah. Well, Jake, there's a uh, it's a it's a fascinating TV special. The BBC did it. I forget the name of the magician, um, but oh no, no, I up, got it, I
5: got it. It's um, it's uh, Darren Brown. I've got that on my website. Yeah,
1: D- Darren Brown. He's, well, I shouldn't call him a magician. He's more of a hypnotist. He's a right? mentalist. So yeah, so a mentalist. Uh, so he uh, and again, you don't know if uh, this is just a bit of TV magic, but uh, there's supposedly a live studio o- audience present present for all of this stuff. Uh, he set out to prove whether or not uh, Sir Han, to essentially attempt to prove Sir Hans Sir Hans' innocence uh, and and uh, prove that you could take just an average Joe schmo off the street that is highly hypnotically suggestible. Uh, program into them a trigger word, and despite them not having shot a firearm in pretty much their entire life, could turn them into an expert marksman uh, capable of carrying out an assassination uh, to, to have only, at the end of it, no memory of what had occurred. And this goes off in the special um, without a hitch. Uh, it, I, and the special isn't, it's not very old, right? So if, if you need the magic of television and, and that glowing box to, to prove that something is correct or incorrect. That's an interesting uh, interesting watch there. But, right. yeah, I'm, I'm with you entirely. The, making this, the, the, making the show notes There's no question that Manchurian candidates uh, are, are real at this point.
5: And I'm going to put uh, Darren Brown... Brown video. He did one on luck too, which is uh, absolutely fabulous as well. Um, Darren Brown. What else did we talk about today that we should? Oh, um, Malthus. And And
1: Thomas Malthus is a good one. The Club of Rome. That's that's always. If you're reading about Malthus, you might want to take a look at the Club of Rome.
5: Okay, Club of Rome, and I think that was it. I'll post the uh, Jeff Sessions uh, video so you guys can.
1: Yeah, because you you also I know you you still have uh, all washed over by machines of loving grace. Yeah, which is actually yeah well.
5: which has actually been taken down by Vimo. I was actually going to play some segments of that today, but that's all been taken Wonderful.
1: down. All yeah, of course. I believe I believe Daily Motion has some backups if
5: you're looking for them. Okay, I'll check them out. Daily Motion. All right, well that's it for the show, everybody. Thanks for to uh, my guest Josh Wiley for joining us and uh, once again breaking it down. Uh, tune in next time; it will probably be next uh, next Wednesday or Thursday. T- stay tuned to uh, my Twitter and my Facebook feed to find out when we're going to be doing this. Hopefully, I'm going to get a little bit more consistent. Start doing it on Thursdays um, so I can uh, reserve a spot on J Rev Radio, which I will be leaving Blog Talk Radio within the next month. I threatened that before, but I could not get the, the kinks worked out uh, on um, on the JREV site uh, due to some software and having an old PC. But now we, uh, we tested it today. We're looking good. So I would say by the end of July, I will be blog talk free. So if you do want to catch my stuff, you're going to have to follow me on Twitter. You're going to have to check my website every now and again, wearenotcattle.net. And uh, remember, everybody, get a friend, get informed, and get involved. And also... Remember, grab all this information, listen to what we say, think about what we're saying, do your own research, formulate your own opinion, and who knows? Someday you may be right.